Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I woke up today thinking, you know, when you look at the situation with the kids, if you take a bird's eye view of what's happening, it's insane. We are prioritizing, for example, golf over our kids' education. We have not even mentioned in a rollout plan, a reopening plan about our kids' education. What is happening? Where are our values? We know that there's vaccines being rolled out. We know that case counts are going down. We know hospitalizations are going down. We know schools, more and more data showing the safety of, of, of schools. We know about the harms, it's clear. The physical health, the mental health, we have more mental health admissions. And we know about the long-term impacts of these things. And we're not talking about it. We're not amplifying it. We're not addressing it. Well, if you're a regular listener to this show, then you know there is one topic I cover almost every day, and that is the state of our kids. And while, you know, everyone got outdoors to play things like tennis and golf, and we had kind of some, you know, time to, you know, stretch our legs, the one conversation parents were having that I was speaking with was about this lack of detail on schools. You know, are the kids going to go back? Is the whole year lost? It's just everyone's been left in limbo. All we've heard from those in charge is that, you know, we're looking into it, uh, we might do it, you know, when what we should be hearing is a growing chorus of voices in medicine um, who are begging those in charge, open schools, even if just for a couple of weeks, and parents should start demanding that. And one of those voices, as you heard off the top of this uh, segment, is Dr. Kwajo Karamantang. He practiced palliative care at the Ottawa Hospital and is a professor with the UF, uh, University of, uh, of Ontario, or Ottawa, sorry, University of Ottawa, also host of the podcast Solving Healthcare. And he joins us now. Good to have you, doctor. Great to hear from you, Alex. So you were pretty passionate in this video that you put out, and it, it, it is in support of getting kids back to school. You know, I know that pediatricians have launched this Code Pink campaign, hoping to get the attention of politicians. But here we are, four or five days after the, the announcement of what's going to be opening, cases are going down, and nothing about schools, still. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what really caught my attention. It's that, you know, we look to our leaders for hope and guidance and clarity and such an important issue that I think has gone ignored for too long is the state of our kids. You know, what are we going to do to get them back at school? And if not, well, how are we going to address some of the secondary impacts of not being in school, their mental health, their physical health? Like, even if, say, you weren't, clo- weren't going to open schools, maybe we could be addressing, making sure that our youth have counseling and support, uh, maybe subsidized uh, counseling and, and uh, to be able to manage the the mental illness crisis that, I, in my opinion, is is coming, and so mm-hmm. I, I just I, I, I'm just baffled at the fact that we addressed so many things, but we didn't address the our, our kids. They've been forgotten in a lot of our, these conversations. 
It's an ethical issue. It's a moral issue. And we are uh, failing in both sides of that argument, if you ask me. I mean, it's almost like if you don't see it, then it's not happening. And what we're going to see and what pediatricians have told me is that in the years following this pandemic, and, and there's stuff going on already with increased eating disorders, suicide attempts, um, things like depression, um, drug use, um, is that we're going to have this wave of kids. Either they'll drop out of school, they'll drop out of uh, you know society, or it's going to be this wave of a generation that is completely left behind, and it's only then when people will say, well, what happened here? And, and the attention has to be given now, and even now I'd say it's too late. Absolutely, and I'll say even right now, as a, a man that's married to a psychologist and good friends with a child psychologist, the, the stuff that they're seeing, like the lack of motivation, the depression, the eating disorder, like it's there. The physical health that you'll hear from pediatricians, that the, the sedentary lifestyle because of being on the computers on a regular basis, you know, the putting kids on blood pressure medications at an early age, like it's there, you know, and why aren't we talking about it? And the reason I think at least we should be talking about it so we can do something about it. But more importantly, when you look at the data, like how safe schools can be when we know that we're vaccinating more of our population. Um, when we look at, not just look on the West Coast and we look at our BC uh, colleagues who have, you know, continued to maintain outdoor, li- outdoor activity and at the same time also maintain schools being open because, you know, it's, and their cases are going down as well. Like the data is there. And, you know, and it's beautiful to see in that province that they put the, they see the value of keeping kids in school. They prioritize that. Like, this is where we need to be. And I'll tell you the other thing, Alex, as an ICU doc, which people often say, like, who am I to say these things as an ICU doc? But I'll tell you, this, like, your socioeconomic status, your education, all that determines your health. And I see it on a regular basis. I see it through COVID. I see it through the overdoses. I see it through the substance abuse. I get all of it ties. And so for me to just say uh, as a doctor, as a parent, as a researcher, to just say, hey, this is okay. I'm going to watch Buddy go golfing. And meanwhile, see, see these kids suffering and not say anything. And honestly, and then the last thing I'll say regarding like us, you know, not expressing ourselves. I want everyone to picture that kid who's on the margins that is sitting at home with their abuser with nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. No teachers. Yeah. Teacher, teachers are often coach. the front lines who see the bruises as they see the, the hunger or, or, you know, I mean, Randall Dooley, rest his soul, was that little boy who had bruises all over his body. And it was a teacher that said there's something wrong with this child. Ultimately, that child couldn't be saved. But these teachers are really, in some children's lives, the only front line between, you know, survival and death. 100 percent. And, and where's the stories there? Where's the conversation? What are we doing to address it? Like, why are we waiting for it to be a, a mega problem before dealing with it? Where's the proactivity? You know what I mean? This, we've, our response has been so reactionary. It's, it's unreasonable. Like, we really need to get a hold of this. Because the other thing that you'll talk to any pediatrician, you'll talk to any psychologist, I'll tell you that these impacts that we're talking about can be generational. Not just right. impact the kids in that moment, but their kids. Okay? Yeah. And so for us to sit there and ignore this or act like it's not a big deal is like, to me, it was just like enough is enough. I just, 
I don't know. Maybe I woke up a little bit testy because my Oilers lost last night. But <laughs> I, I, I just was like, you know what? What are we doing? Like, why are we accepting this? And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I got to really thank you, Alex, for doing your part to bring the attention to this and give me an opportunity to voice my opinion because it's, it's too important of an issue. Well, I mean, if I weren't witness to it in my own house and hearing from other parents who are seeing it in their own kids, I mean, I would probably be blind to it as well. But I mean, it, it, you know, we've got to do something. And, and a lot of people will say, well, what's the point now? We're just a couple of weeks left of summer. Let the kids go. Um, you know, and, and when the medical officer of health was just asked at three o'clock, you know, what about the schools? Well, they're talking about it. Well, it's too late. You've got to get them back if you're going to get them back. And the unions are going to have to kind of you know, do their part and make it as easy a transition as possible. But even a few weeks actually is a change maker for a lot of these kids. For the change maker for the kids, for the parents, get a little bit of retreat from a reprieve from childcare. You know, and think about those grade twelve students that were able to say goodbye to their classmates and to their teachers yeah. and have that closure. Like there's so many benefits. And especially as we see cases going down, especially when we could be spending more time outdoors, especially since more more of us are getting vaccinated, it is sure. clear, like, we could do this. Just, we need yeah. to value it. We need to make it a priority. And, and the time is now. Yeah, and, um, well... I think the time for it was months ago, but nonetheless, I, I agree with you. And um, what would you say then, because uh, I will get the emails, that it's not safe. We shouldn't be taking any risks with any teacher or any child. What would you say to them? Well, I'd say, like, you, you're accepting the risk of going to Costco. You're accepting the risk of uh, opening up other amenities. Like, there's nothing without risk. And it, it comes down to where the priorities lay. There's more and more studies showing you that when you open up schools, there's not a significant rise in yeah. uh, attributable rise to cases uh, related to COVID. We know that kids are much less likely to get sick, much less likely to get sick. The, the younger, younger grades are less likely to transmit. Mm -hmm. And we also know like ways that we can protect ourselves. Like the, the barriers that are put in place, the masks, um, uh, the distancing, those are those have been effective. And so, once again, if we look at the data, we look at places that have done it, that done it. And once again, I'll, I'll refer to British Columbia within our own country. We know we can do this. We just need to put make it a priority. You know, like and to me, I rather prioritize my school, my kids going to school than golfing personally. All righty, stay tuned, doctor. I know you're on call, so I do appreciate your time on this. Thank you. Great to hear from you, Alex. That is Dr. Kwajo Karamantang. And if you want to hear some of his opinions, because he's been very outspoken on lockdown measures, he is the host also of a podcast called Solving Healthcare. And if you want to get behind the campaign on this, it is hashtag code pink to send a message to those who are supposed to be in charge.